2: Not forever, just for this Friday. Folks from King's Hawaiian are in. Chef Greg, and he gave me the menu. It's so detailed, and there's words in here that I don't even know how to pronounce. Carne asada slider. Guajilo? Guajilo? Yeah, I think you're pretty close. Dusted ribeyes. Blistered. O-A-X-A-C-A. Oaxaca. Oaxaca. Oh, hey, blistered Oaxaca. That's what Aaron Rodgers did, didn't he? The Venezuelan avocado sauce, salsa, criolla, and that's on the King's Hawaiian pretzel slider buns. The Fog City slider, that's smoked turkey, arugula, bacon, peppers, havarte, that's cheese, correct? Correct. Green goddess slaw on the OG Hawaiian roll. And the Milford Man Cave Lobster Slider, that's uh, main Lobster, Bernays' Sauce, Crispy Potatoes on the original slider bun. Who has it better than we do? Nobody. Nobody. Man, I just went out. I love watching people create. If it's a carpenter, if it's a mechanic, if it's a chef. And I just like to see the whole process. They always got like six things going at once. And it, it's always when Chad from Traeger comes in and you just watch them prepare stuff, you're like, I don't know if I could do it. Now, they do this every day, but I'm always amazed. When you see somebody create something, you're like, man, I'm jealous of that. Yeah, I'm pulling
3: If you could wave a wand, go back in time, and learn how to become an expert in one like side thing, you're still going to do what you do for a living. Mm. Like woodworking, uh, like building, food, like cooking, or, or other. Music, even like playing an instrument. All
2: of them. But I, mean, I got you got to pick one. I know. That's... Like, I would love to be able to be a carpenter. I'd love to be able to play guitar. Um, Cooking? Yeah, but not as much. Like, here's the problem. Whenever my wife will say, hey, dinner, why don't you do dinner tonight? Well, I want it to be great. And then when it's not great, and then I don't want to do it again.
3: But do you have a thing, like a go-to? Not
2: really. <laughs> not really. Not really. Go to is not doing it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, I guess if I was going to learn a trade, I would probably say mechanic. I, I'd like to be able to rebuild cars, restore cars. Yes, yeah, that would be a lot of fun. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that does. Yeah, and you can make some money doing that. But you know, even even guys who do woodworking and and it's you know you do things with your hands. I am I'm always amazed at that. Yeah, great respect for that. All right, final hour. Uh, it's a Meat Friday. My thanks to uh, Traeger for uh, supplying the uh, grills to Kings Hawaiian for them to uh, create a masterpiece here the Feast of Resistance. Thursday night football, the uh, Giants acted like the Giants and the Niners acted like the Niners. I'm wondering how much of a bath Vegas took last night because there were a couple of bets give the points to the Giants and Christian McCaffrey would score a touchdown. Those were two that felt like everybody is going to probably pile on here. I don't know what the over-under was. Um, I would have taken the under, but I don't know what that final number was. And uh, McCaffrey scoring a touchdown because he scored a touchdown in, what, now 12 consecutive games, including regular season and postseason. But last night, Niners kind of did what they needed to do. Here's Brock Purdy,
4: the Niners quarterback obviously you want to win every game but you know we have a high standard we have a, a standard that you know we want to be the best versions of ourselves and and um you know so for us it's sort of like yeah we win we win the game which is most important which is great um, but there's stuff out there that we can you know clean up and be, be, and be better at so um that's the standard that you know we have here and you know we have what 14 more games to do that you know to to be the best versions of ourselves and clean things up so um, we're going to take it one day at a time and But it's huge for us to be, you know, 3-0 and have momentum.
2: By the way, the Giants have allowed 98 points and generated zero takeaways. Since 1960, only one team has accomplished that feat. The 1998 Detroit Lions, they allowed 101 points through three games without a takeaway. Stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what stat of the day. Pop. Yes, Paul.
3: I have one issue from last night's game. Okay. There's a play, I think it was in the second quarter, and uh Herf Streets on the call there, and it's Daniel Jones on a quarterback sneak. They had two guys behind him, like a bulldozer. They are pushing him. He's a big dude. He kind of burrows himself, he kind of goes under the backside of the center to the right. And then two linebackers fly over the top. You can see nothing from either side. You can't see where the ball is. You can barely see where Daniel Jones as a person is from any angle. Mm-hmm. They had the top shot. So even if you wanted to review it, there's linebackers on top of Daniel Jones' back. And they go, first down. They just gave it to him. Like, no big deal. And Herpshire goes, that was first down? Because Daniel Jones does not move forward in any way on the play. I would actually say that he probably went back a foot. Mm. Are they going to eventually have to put a chip in the ball on both sides or all sides of it and use computers to decide first downs. Because of this new Jalen Hurts bulldozer play, you can see nothing. You can see less than you could two years ago.
2: I'm surprised they haven't done it. I thought that they were working on that to put a chip. But you'd have to have it at both ends of the football because you could have the ball in your hand, and if the chip is backed by you know your elbow as opposed to your fingers, then you know that's the difference of a yard. But yeah, I, I could see them getting to that point. I don't know how those officials run in there and they're like, I know exactly where to spot this. And I'm thinking how much of this is just guesswork. I have a, an approximation of, I think it's right around in this area. Yes. Yes. they uh, are still
5: Tom. peeling like six, seven guys off of the <laughs> balls. So you got the ref standing there. I got the spot.
2: Yeah. Uh, the news yesterday, the Cowboys, they lost uh Trayvon Diggs. This has been a dominant defense and uh 10 sacks, seven takeaways in just two games. So they lose Trayvon Diggs. Micah Parsons is going to continue to be Micah Parsons, but um, Dallas has yet to play an elite quarterback. So, with Diggs not there, uh, you got Stephon Gilmore. He's a former All Pro. And uh, Gilmore, though, is 33. And you got some games against um, Keenan Allen, A.J. Brown, DK Metcalf, Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup. Uh, Amon Ra St. Brown. So they're on the schedule. That Dallas defense has gotten to the quarterback. The question is, can they continue to get to the quarterback? And is that back end going to be able to hold up its end of the bargain? Poll question for the final hour of the program. We'll talk to the uh, former NFL quarterback, Todd Blackledge. He'll be on the call. He's in South Bend, Ohio State against Notre Dame. Also, when you're thinking of college football, Alabama against Mississippi. When's the last time Alabama under Nick Saban lost two games before Thanksgiving? I was going to say September, but I don't think that's ever happened. But if he would lose again, I'm not saying he's going to. But you're going against Lane Kiffin. Dot, oh, dot, dot. yes. Dot dot dot. What about Clemson? Clemson against Florida State. Dot dot dot. These these coaches don't lose games. They don't lose many and they don't lose many in, you know, to start out a season. Yes, Paulie.
3: Over the past 13 years, Nick Saban has ex, uh averaged exactly one regular season loss a year. Yeah. Like two is I, I can't find a, a two. A, he's had one, two loss regular season I can find yeah. in the past 13 years.
2: Yeah. He doesn't lose two games before Thanksgiving. Yes, Marv?
0: How many losses would it take for Alabama to be clear out of the college football playoff? Like, would they have to lose like three regular season games to be like three? Definitely. Okay.
2: Yes, three definitely. Two, not necessarily. Depending on like maybe who or how much. But uh, great college football weekend. Also, did you see where um, the athletic director at Oregon State must be a big fan of this show because I've been talking about. Once you get all of these big time programs together, maybe you have 40 schools who were going to have a model based off of what the NFL and maybe the Premier League has that you would have relegation. So that's what the athletic director brought up, that maybe you have. Now, this was drafted by Boise State's associate athletic director, Michael Walsh, that there's talk of maybe you have relegation. You can move up and down through different divisions or leagues based upon on-field performance each each, uh, season. Yeah, that's what I've been saying. Add a little bit more to this. And uh, the fact that you're going to have these conferences, these big schools, and maybe everybody is under the uh, same roof there, and wouldn't it be cool at the end of the season? And you have this with the Premier League with relegation at the end of the year. And some of the most exciting games are the relegation games. And what it means, the importance of being relegated or moving up, I think it would be a lot of fun.
3: And if you read into the details of this, it's it's a little too complicated to give, but it keeps the Power Five conferences intact. It doesn't change that. It just changes who floats in and out of the bottom of those conferences. Like if Vandy has a horrible season, they go down to another conference. That's best for them regionally. And someone goes, goes up.
2: So you have Florida State, Clemson, Colorado, Oregon, UCLA, Utah, which is sneaky good, Ole Miss, Bama. you got Oregon State, Washington State, Ohio State, Notre Dame, and Iowa and Penn State. A couple of phone calls in here. Uh, Jeff in Syracuse. Hi, Jeff. What's on your mind today?
4: Hey, Dan. Good morning. Long, long, long time, listener. I've enjoyed your show and what you do and uh, all your Danettes. Um, I'm actually an alumnus here at crappensburg state wow and um i don't know if you're aware or not but the uh the chancellor is retiring next spring and so i'm part of a search committee looking for a chancellor to replace him and would like to your permission to nominate you as the next chancellor here at crappensburg state
2: that is quite an honor jeff in four years from now when i retire i'd be more than happy to be the chancellor at crappensburg state yeah,
3: Paul. Yeah, I can confirm. I just looked it up. Uh, Chancellor Robert
2: Sharman has left. After Bobby Sharman. Yes, in the Bobby, position. Bobby Sharman. Oh, what a run. Yeah. He had the runs. Oh, what a, a run. Right. Wow. Uh, Nathan in Denver. Good morning, Nathan. What's on your mind today? Good morning, DP. Hey, bud. How are you doing? Great. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Thanks for taking my call. Sure. 6-3, medium, 220. All right. I think you're really missing a boat on
4: the Krappensburg State mascot. <laughs> All right,
2: enlighten me. It, it should be the fighting crappies. The crappies. The fish. That's it. Oh, I've caught yeah, crappie. Course. I've I've caught crappie before. Yeah, you don't pronounce it crappy, but it's crappie. Crappie. Yeah. All right. It's spelled crappy, but it's pronounced crappie.
0: I just think the idea of like. For some reason, it's Crappensburg State, but the mascot and like
2: logo or whatever is like a knight on a horse for some reason. like it's just a, It just makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, Fred in West Virginia. Good morning, Fred.
4: Good morning, DP. How are you? Great, Fred. Right, thank you for taking the call. Yeah. Anyway, let's go with this Crappensburg State. I think that they're going to be in a bowl game this next year. The Continental Bowl um, with Cravensburg State Dukies and the P-More U Golden Wave.
2: All right, thank you. The <laughs> P-More U. Continental. Hi, hi, Fred. Get after it. I love it.
3: You know how other football teams, when they're in the big game, they put up a four for the fourth quarter? That mm, Crap U, it's too. We
2: deuce. own the second quarter. We own the second quarter. No one else does team. Yeah. <laughs> Classic
3: second quarter team.
2: Uh, boy band music today. Uh, Marvin, that's our theme uh, music today. Jeff in uh, New Orleans joins us on that topic. Hi, Jeff.
4: One morning, DP. 5'10 and a soft 220. Soft. Um, just got my Crappensburg State t shirt in the mail. Quite <laughs> pleased with it. And it's. Love to be an alumni now. Um, I just wanted to check in with a boy band, uh, a band that goes overlooked all the time. Believe it or not, it's Three Dog Night. They had three lead singers. They stood up front. They played a little instruments they played guitars and whatnot but their backup band was behind them and they stood up front and sang you guys might want to check out uh come to the celebrity ball or uh mama told me not to come they're all three-part harmonies really great stuff yeah
2: three dog night yeah but i don't know if they were young enough that you have to be a boy band I i don't know menudo is one of the first boy bands i mean that was that was a big deal menudo ricky martin was the you know, breakout star that. Wasn't Minuto, didn't they have sort of like just a
0: rotating cast of Yeah, I kids, think like, so. Like once you sort of like aged out, they sort of brought in a new, a new yeah. guy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's wild. Transfer portal. Yeah. What's that, Tommy? A mustache? Sorry, pal. You're out. <laughs> yes. Too old. Yeah. But it feels like there are boy bands. What's the uh, one from Korea? Uh, BTS? Is that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like feels like they, like one had to go into the military. And then I think they just plug in somebody else. Oh, is that right? I think plug and plug. Uh, Fritzy likes to point out at Crappensburg State, they're always going for two. It's
5: on Sportsman length. You're up 30 to 3 late <laughs> in the game. Why are you going for two? I understand the Crappensburg thing, but come on.
2: It's a tradition. It's a tradition. It. We go for two. You can uh, pick up your Crappensburg State t-shirt at danpatrick.com. <laughs> Paulie has his on right now.
3: It's gorgeous. I'm going to wear it this weekend. I want to see if I get a reaction.
2: I always have to be careful with what T-shirt I wear. There's Marvin's Hands. There's Crappensburg State. And then there's Suck It Front Row or Back Row. And then sometimes I don't realize I'm out, and then I might be with, you know, grown-ups. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, w- w- wait, what's Suck It Back Row? And then I'm trying to explain it, and I can't explain it. Or Marvin's Hand prints, uh Hand prints. Ah, okay. You. okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Kravinsburg State, Blue, Blue, Blue. All right, let me take a break. <laughs> what time? Uh,
5: Can you wear the Feel It In My Plum shirt among the group out
2: there That's tonight? another one. Like, we have a couple of them that you just got to be careful, you know, who's going to be out with you in the group. Yes, Marv?
0: Those are what I call conversation starters.
2: They are. Those are interesting. Well, I went to Starbucks, and it said, suck it front row. And the barista goes, wait, is that directed at us? And I go, Oh, no, no. And I said, no, it has to do with
3: work. He didn't throw his visor down and start crying, did he, or anything? No, it was a woman. Oh, they, but they, were at, they weren't they mad at you, were they?
2: No, they didn't know what it meant. Oh. And it's one of those, you just put the T-shirt on because I come in here in the man cave, and then I forgot, and I'm like, oh, no. Uh, no, no, it's, it has to do with guys at work. Yes, Tom.
5: Just tell me you have a separate suck at barista shirt. You just didn't wear that one. This is just <laughs> suck at front row. It nothing to do with him. <laughs>
2: They suck at Starbucks one? Yeah. Yeah. You
5: just didn't didn't want to wear it that day.
2: I'm going to take a break. Is that okay? Let's do that. All right. By the way, one more time for Paulie. His birthday is this weekend.
0: Happy Happy birthday. Please stop. Happy birthday. Please stop. I can't hear you, Paulie. Happy birthday. So glad it's on a
2: Sunday. Happy birthday. No show And you know what we're going to do? We're going to be uh, saying happy birthday on Monday. That's even worse. (laughs) Follow up on Sunday. All right, we'll take a break. Next week's your birthday week, Paul. Happy birthday week. Let me take a break. Todd Blackledge join us from South Bend after this. Another week of football. DraftKings Sportsbook is ready to help you. Get in on all the action. New customers. Bet $5. Get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw down a fiver on any of this week's epic matchups and walk away an instant winner. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football's more fun when you're in on all the action. Download the app now, sign up with the promo code Patrick. New customers bet just $5 get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The promo code is Patrick.
5: Pritzy. 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in New York. Call 8 Hope NY or text Hope NY four six seven three six nine. Bonus issued as is free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in. Moneyline bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility in terms of DraftKings.com/slash football
2: terms. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning nine until noon Eastern, six to nine Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, and you can find us on the iHeart Radio app
4: I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one concept. Yeah, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like You see him in the Olympics, <laughs> he's going guard, and then on I'm top not of that. like that, see that?
5: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to point game. I remember you came out my room crying tears. <laughs> crying tears, I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning.
3: Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, oh, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs>
5: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Miller Lite.
2: Yeah, the original. Yeah, 1975. Perfect companion for uh, us grill masters across the United States. This past weekend, even Mother's Day, I'm treating myself while I'm treating my wife for Mother's Day. Out there cooking, and I've got my Miller Lite, my friend, right there with me. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. It's You can't debate it. I would try it. No, lose. you can't. Taste as great as the barbecue you're making. The beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. It tastes like a beer. Less filling. Only 96 calories. With a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces.
3: Oh, this is yours? <laughs> it is. I remember I have two daughters who are teenagers, so over the past 10 years I've heard a a, a bit of One Direction.
2: I uh, have a friend, friend of the show. He says that uh, Boys to Men were like the uh, 1980s giants. They gave birth to the Patriots and uh, also known as Insync. Timberlake is Tom Brady. Still won by himself. Backstreet Boys would be Peyton Manning's Colts. Very good, but never good enough. This guy really loves his boy band and bands, and he's giving out way, way too much thought. But uh, thank you. Thank you, Evan. Get some more phone calls. Uh, Todd Blackledge set to join us. He'll be doing the game. He'll join us from South Bend here in a moment. I was curious what Nick Saban's stats are in September. In his coaching career. Since taking over at Alabama, 2007, 62 and (laughs) 4. 62 and 4 in September. 27 and 0 in September from 2016 through 2022. (laughs) That's 27 and 0. Prior to November 1st, Nick Saban's record is 121 and (laughs) 8. But if Ole Miss wins, So now you got two losses. Does it become a thing if Clemson loses? That's a good way of saying it. It becomes a thing. Thing. Yeah. Because we're big on things. Colorado's a thing. He's not going to get fired, but it's a thing. Right? By the way, uh, A.J. McCarran will join us coming up on Monday, the former Alabama quarterback. Um, Also, we were wondering about this. Micah Parsons right now is league MVP. All right? Now, I know Tua is the favorite to win the MVP, according to DraftKings. I don't know where Micah Parsons is on that list. We've had the defensive player win the MVP, the overall MVP, twice. I think Lawrence Taylor and Alan Page. Um, I don't. They don't make the vote totals public. So I don't know where J.J. Watt finished any of those years. He was the defensive player of the year. And it always felt like that was sort of the cop-out like pitchers, hey, you got the Cy Young. You shouldn't be up for MVP. And I disagree. I think there have been cases when pitchers were the most valuable player. Do you have the current odds on MVP?
3: Yeah. And unless I'm going to check, I'm checking a few sites. I don't have Micah Parsons in the top 10. And I got Tua Mahomes, Josh Allen, the usual, the usual suspects that that's it seems like almost like it's they shuffle defenders to
2: defensive MVP. Yeah. But, I mean, he's not replaceable. He's even more important now with Trayvon Diggs going down, right? I would think.
3: I think you can get uh, Micah Parsons at, like, he's 12th in the MVP odds on the places we've seen.
2: How, How is that possible? Now, okay, I can make a case that a quarterback has more of an impact any of these quarterbacks. Brock Purdy has more of an impact on a game because he's the quarterback. But Micah Parsons, as far as people who make plays, is the most valuable player right now, right? I mean, the Jets defensive coordinator came out and said uh, we underestimated how fast he was. <laughs> Did you not watch film? Yeah.
3: Could you could you make the case that he would be harder to replace than Tua would be with Miami? Because whatever quarterback took over for Tua would still have Hill and Waddle. Yeah, I. I I know you're splitting hairs, but it's closer than being ranked 12th at the MVP.
2: I want to play what Andy Staples said yesterday. Andy was on. He covers college football. Um, The website is and1. And And, uh, he was talking about – I wanted him to compare Justin Fields and Brock Purdy with Justin Fields coming out of Ohio State and where the receivers are always open and then Brock Purdy playing at Iowa State where he had to sometimes throw his receivers open – so here's a portion of what Andy Staples had to say comparing Justin Fields
1: to Brock Purdy. I think that's, that's going to be the question until one of them kind of breaks out and becomes a success in the NFL, is are they not asked to do the things that they need to do? And the other just obvious thing with Ohio State quarterbacks, their receivers are so <laughs> yeah. much better than everyone else. There's a different kind of open at Ohio State than somewhere else. Like I'll give you an example. Brock Purdy's receivers at Iowa State weren't nearly as open as Justin Fields' receivers at I- So Brock Purdy had to learn to fit it in there. Justin Fields, for the most part, had somebody wide open.
2: That's Andy Staples. I had not heard that, and I really like that analogy, that comparison that he had. Let's bring in Todd Blackledge. He played the position, won a national title at Penn State, former NFL quarterback, and he will be there NBC Big Ten Saturday night, South Bend, It'll be Catherine Tappan, Noah Eagle. Todd will be uh, in the booth with them. And the festivities start tomorrow night at 730 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. Todd, let me start there with what Andy Staples was saying. The challenge of coming into the NFL where quarterbacks have receivers open as opposed to a quarterback who has to throw his receivers open.
4: Yeah, that's a pretty interesting point. I mean, you still have to have basic mechanics and fundamentals to be an accurate thrower, you know, even if you don't have to fit in all tight windows and you have guys getting over Yeah, you still You a- have to put the ball in the right spot. I think in the case of a Brock Purdy, he also, you know, he didn't necessarily have the ability to, you know, to run, extend plays, do all that kind of things the way a Justin Fields does. And so he had to make sure that he was – good with his timing, good with his accuracy, good with his anticipation, just to, you know, to be good, period, uh, as a college quarterback. And certainly that's translated well for him in the NFL, too.
2: So what's Justin Fields' issue?
4: You know, I haven't watched enough to to know. I mean, obviously it, it seemed like he and, and the offensive staff need to be on the same page. You know, they need to understand, okay, these are the things I do well Let's, let's build around that. These are the things I don't like. Uh, and, and they just need to get on the same page and make sure that they are calling plays that he can be successful at and that he feels confident and comfortable in. And, um, so I, you know, I think it's a combination. I think it's him maybe, you know, locking in a little bit more and, and becoming more accurate and more in tune to what it takes to be a, a high level quarterback. And then I think the coaching staff and the play calling need to work in conjunction with him in a, in a higher way.
2: How much of an advantage is Sam Hartman's age?
4: I think it's a huge advantage. I mean, in fact, just watching him on the practice field um, and just, you know, his presence, it reminds me of the presence Stetson Bennett had with Georgia the last two years, an older guy. Now Sam had way more playing experience than Stetson Bennett, you know, but it's just that maturity that, that, you know, you're in a locker room with a lot of 18, 19, 20 year old kids and here's a guy who's played 50 games at, at the Division I level, the Power Five level. And so uh, and he's got the beard. I mean, he looks older, you know, and he acts older. And I think, I think that's a calming presence on that football team.
2: How good is Marvin Harrison?
4: He's as good as I've seen. I mean, I, you know, and I've seen some great Alabama wide receivers, some outstanding players at Ohio State before him. Uh, I don't know that I've seen anybody any better than than Marvin. I mean, he is the complete package. I mean, he's big. He's extremely fast. He runs great routes. He has excellent hands. Um, and and I just think the ceiling for him is is still out there. I think when he gets to the next level, you know, he'll be an even better player. But
2: is there a comparison? We always like comps. Is he a Larry Fitzgerald <laughs> or is he a Randy Moss or,
4: I. I yeah, I would say probably closer to Randy Moss, oh. uh, you know, in my in my opinion, because of the speed, you know, and uh because he does have that outstanding speed that, you know, the long speed and top on top of, you know, the quickness and the route running, which I think had the route running uh, and a lot of the nuances of being a wide receiver um, he got from his dad, you know, and was taught because Marvin Sr. was an outstanding receiver and route runner, Hall of Famer. But but Marvin Jr. is a bigger body, and typically it's harder for bigger body guys to be intricate route runners. And so that, to me, is one of the things that makes him very special.
2: Todd Blackledge will be on the call. NBC. It'll be Big Ten Saturday night. It'll be Ohio State at Notre Dame, and uh, that'll be starting at 7:30 Eastern on NBC in Peacock. How sustainable is what Dion's doing at Colorado? <laughs>
4: Well, you know, at this point, I'd hate to, to bet against him, you know, or say that he can't do anything because it's amazing what he's done so far. Um, you know, the only thing I don't know, and because I've not covered one of his games, so I don't know the quality of depth that he has on his roster. And that's the thing you worry about, you know, as a season goes on and you start playing conference games, you get some guys dinged up. Um, what 's your depth like on your offense and defensive lines in particular that that 's the the biggest question I have um, you know they 're already without Travis Hunter, who is electrifying uh, they 're going to be without him for you know potentially for a game or two but uh so but in terms of how well coached they are and the level that they execute at um, i think i I think they can compete with anybody right now and I think Shadur Sanders is in a conference full of great quarterbacks, uh, you know, what the, the conference formerly known as the Pac 12. I mean, uh, he fits right in that mold.
2: Uh, NIL or transfer portal having a bigger impact on college football?
4: I, I think, I think the NIL, uh, I think both for sure. Uh, but I think the NIL because at least with the transfer portal, it's like everybody's playing with the same deck of cards. And with the NIL, it's, it's kind of all over the place, you know, and, and, um, some places are doing more with it. Some are doing less. Some are allowed to do more. Some are allowed to do less. And so I think there's, there's more inequities, you know, right now because there's no real oversight on it uh, from a national perspective. Um, so I think it's having a bigger impact right now than, than the portal. But from the, the, the standpoint of redoing a roster and, and reshaping a team, uh, you can get a lot done with the portal. And instead of having to wait on high school kids to develop, uh, you can go find guys that have, you know, their resume on tape of playing at that level and plug and play a lot easier.
2: Well, you have these old school coaches, uh, like, uh, Dabo Sweeney. He doesn't believe in yeah. you know nil uh, you know the anti transfer uh, portal you know at some yeah. point you you know i don't I don't know can you survive without embracing uh, Nil and transfer portal
4: no and, and you know I know Dabo has not wanted to really do a lot with the transfer portal I do know they have Nil stuff going on at Clemson uh, because I've you know done a couple games and i and I know some of the things that they're doing um but no, I think you have to embrace all those things um, because we're not going back to anything different. We're not going back to the way it was. The transfer portal is here. Uh, you know, they, they will tweak it in terms of how many windows there are and how long those windows are where kids can jump in and out of the portal. Uh, but we're not going away from that. And NIL is not going anywhere either. In fact, it'll probably just continue to grow.
2: But could, could you imagine Joe Paterno, Woody Hayes, Bo <laughs> Schembechler embracing NIL?
4: <laughs> no, I, yeah, it's, it would probably be uh, enough to drive them out of the game. You yeah. know, I don't think that they would, would want to be in the game, uh, with, with the kind of stuff that, that coaches have to deal with now because, you know, managing a roster is nothing like it used to be used to those old school coaches. They'd recruit a kid, redshirt most of their freshmen, have them for five years you know, and build their roster that way, those days are way, way gone.
2: Great to talk to you, as always. Have fun on Saturday night. Thank you, Todd.
4: Thanks, Dan. Take care.
2: Todd Blackledge, he'll be on the call with Noah Eagle, Catherine Tappan. It'll be Notre Dame and Ohio State, Saturday, 730 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. All right. From a perception standpoint, how important is this game for Notre Dame? Now you're hosting Ohio State. It was a good game last year in Columbus. What was the final score, Paulie? That was to open of the season. It was a
3: really good first half. They lost 21 10, and then they followed it up with a, that wonky loss to oh, Marshall the yeah, next week. Yeah. Notre Dame last year, if they had had a, a quarterback, they had a bunch of close games that, you know, a couple, they lost to Stanford just last year. I
2: know. Well, they got a quarterback. So you're saying
3: it's, uh, with Notre Dame, if they win it, people look at them differently?
2: I think so. Yeah. Even if they keep it close, but you know these are the games. If you're going to be an elite team, you you know you're playing a great team, but you got to win these games. It's sort of like Jacksonville against Kansas City, where I'm like, okay, are they going to take that next step? Is Trevor Lawrence going to take that next step? Then win that game. And they didn't play well at all. But you got Sam Hartman, who's 24, and the moment's not going to be too big for him. But I just don't know how good Notre Dame is. Ohio State, always going to have weapons. Always, they're going to have more talent. But Notre Dame at home, got to win these games. But I think perception-wise, is it going to be, yeah, same Notre Dame? Or is it going to be, you know what? They went toe-to-toe and won that game. Yeah, Pauline.
3: And if they can win at Notre Dame, that sets up home October 14th, USC. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Boy. All right, let's take a break. Oh. If you're watching on Peacock, and why? Uh, why would you be? Of course, because America is. I don't know if I said that the right way. If you're watching on Peacock, why wouldn't you be? Uh, you can see the feast of resistance that people from Kings Hawaiian came in, took over the Traegers, and we are going to go out and sample what they have made for us. We'll uh, come back. Last call for phone calls. Wait, where's Fritzy? Did he go to the airport? Route to. Uh... Oh, is he out early to make sure he gets his? Okay, Fritzy's on the road. All right. Get started. He's got Monday off. He's got the Jewish holiday. All right. Okay. Right. We'll close up shop after this Dan Patrick Show. Uh, getting ready to go out and taste what uh, Chef Greg has whipped up with King's Hawaiian in the building. And King's Hawaiian Slider Sunday, you can take all these recipes that we have today. They're available at danpatrick.com and uh, you can create the same spread this weekend. If you're tailgating, you're going to be good to go. And there's other recipe inspirations. You can go to kingshawaiian.com. You're going to see the barbecue bacon chicken sliders, the step-by-step recipe, and you got family and friends and football and fun. Football Sundays. They're about sharing that great food with friends and family. And you throw in football. King's Hawaiian Slider Sundays. It's Every Sunday should be that. It should be a national holiday. Go to the bakery or deli section of your local store and pick up those sweet, fluffy, irresistible King's Hawaiian rolls and make sure you enjoy. Make the Slider Sunday a holiday. The slider buns, the salty pretzel slider buns, the OG's. King'sHawaiian.com T.J. Hushmanzada and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. What's up? I'm John Wall.
5: And I'm C.J. Toledana, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA six Man of the Year, Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, the Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime.
2: This is uh, Todd Rundgren, in case you're wondering. He's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Boy, Ben Hot. Here we go. Here we go, Marvin.
1: (laughs) Ever
0: since I was a tiny boy.
2: (laughs) All right, close-up shop. I look forward to that every Friday. (laughs) I don't know if it's any good, but I love it. It's no good. Yeah, it's It's so good. good. Mm. It's no good. It's so good. Sign up for the DP Show newsletter. Go to danpatrick.com and uh, just put in your email address. And we recap the show Monday through Friday. You will get an email, and it's uh, beautifully done. Backroom guys, Mario and Rob, 6 Eastern, 3 Pacific. Man, that food is good. That food is so yeah. special. My thanks to King Hawaiian for uh, coming in, bringing everything, and uh, Chef Craig did a wonderful job there. Let's see. Uh, how about we recap our must-win picks. Seton, do you remember your must-win game this weekend? I had Texas A&M over Auburn. Okay. That was a must-win. All right, Marvin? I had the Jets over the Patriots. Okay. Paulie? Clemson
3: over Florida State must-win.
2: All right. And I had uh, the Chargers against the Vikings. The TODD had uh Bengals over Rams. Yeah, that's big too. That's a big one too. Yeah. yeah. Couple of uh phone calls here. Uh Tim in New Jersey. Hi Tim.
5: Still
0: 56280?
5: All right. Uh you guys talk about must-win games. I got two for you. I got one with Pitt Panthers playing North Carolina after their two bad outings uh Narduzzi still sticking with Jokovic. It's going to be an awkward game, Danny. Um, and then you have the Steelers and Raiders, Canada and Tomlin. If they don't win, there's going to be a lot more booze during the next game. And just a quick note, I know Canada is going to be the fall guy for Tomlin. You guys have a good weekend. Probably thanks. so.
2: Yeah, I know. Tim's been hot on that topic there, offensive coordinator. Uh, Joe in Wisconsin. Good morning, Joe. What do you have for me?
0: Good morning, DP. Fifth time, long time. Uh, I've heard uh, rumblings that the uh, Screaming Dookies marching band is looking for a new fight song. So I figured we should call on Dan Nation and bring back some of the uh, "Whose Stats, Would You Waha uh-huh? and uh, those <laughs> types of contests uh, to get that fight song put
2: together. All right, Joe. I'm going to get you. Uh, you're going to head up the class there. Do, do we have uh, "Whose Stats? We haven't played that in a long time. We haven't had a who's, who's stance. Are we due for who's? Tell me, tell me, tell me. We we are. Marvin, do we have a who's stance? Whose stats do you want? To?
0: Who's stats? <laughs> Whose stats would you want? Tell me, tell me, tell me. Who's stats? Whose stats would you want? I love
2: it. <laughs> I love the out queue. I just love that somebody took the time to do that.
0: Somebody, it's like sitting at his kitchen yeah, table or yeah. something. He
2: yeah. sang that into his phone and yeah. sent it to us. Ed in Idaho. Hi, Ed. What's on your mind today?
0: Hi, third time, uh, six one an emaciated 170. And I uh, just wanted to offer up a different captive audience uh, Fire Lookouts. I'm a, in my sixth season as a Fire Lookout. So I uh, enjoy listening to you guys as my connection to the outside world. And uh, I wanted to. My parents both went to Shippensburg, which I figure is probably your some of your your uh, inspiration for Krappensburg. They're the big red. That seems a little scary for that. So I wanted to say, Klingons or crowns? Uh, thank
2: you, Ed. Ed, are you in a lookout post in the in the uh, forest?
0: Yeah. Yep. But we got snow, so uh, I figured I could sneak in a call today.
2: Can you send a picture and uh, send it to Tyler so we can look at what you're looking at right now, listening to the show?
0: I don't know if I could send you a picture of what I'm looking at because it's kind of panoramic and I'm not that techno, uh, but uh, I could send you a picture of the lookout. Yeah, that'd be good. Thank you, Ed. Be safe.
2: Thanks for joining us. Nathan in Virginia, then we'll get to this day in sports history.
1: Hi, Nate. Hey, Dad. Need your help. So way back
4: in 2010, you called my boss to give me a day off of work to watch the NCAA basketball tournament because we just had our third kid under the age of five, got a vasectomy, and got a minivan all the same week. Well, that little girl is now 13 years old and is obsessed with Taylor Swift. So like any good parent, I got her tickets to see her next summer in France. So it's just the two of us.
5: How do I handle an international check with a? She will be 14 at
2: the time. I think it's going to be awesome. Um, I mean, I'd it, take her shopping and, and then blow it out there. That's a that's a great gift. Dad, an of an amazing year. trip. Dad of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Make us look bad. Yes. That's awesome. This day in sports history, Paul. I don't know
3: if I'm going to be able to come back from that. Dad-wise. Yeah. Uh, not too many. 1934, the NHL approved a new rule that allowed the awarding of penalty shots. They didn't have it before then. Mm -hmm. And in 1927, uh, Gene Tunney successfully defended his heavyweight title against Jack Dempsey in the famous long count fight. Look it up. It's a good story. 1927.
2: On this day in 2012, this quarterback threw 79 passes. He uh, had 730 yards. He had no interceptions. His team came back from a 23-point deficit to win 64-61. Who is this quarterback in 2012? He was 55 of 79. He has been mentioned on this show frequently. Paulie? Case Keenum? No. Marvin? Someone from Hawaii? No. It was like, like Timmy Chang was always That's winning. a good guess, though, because yeah. those
0: dudes put up numbers.
2: If you said Taylor Heineke, you oh, would be correct. Wow. Old Dominion against New Hampshire. Vamos. Yes. Uh, let's go around the room what we learned on the program. Since Todd's already gone, uh, we'll start with you, Seaton. Toddler's having a great weekend. That's what I learned. Yeah? That's what you learned? That's what I learned. Todd's going to have a great weekend this week. I hope he does. Yeah, me too. Yes. Uh, Marvin, what did you learn today? You said O-Town was ahead of their time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Paulie, what'd you
3: learn? The MMWGOTW <laughs> is appointment programming on this show.
2: I learned Discover credit cards do something awesome at the end of your first year. They automatically double all the cash back. You've earned cash back from trips and restaurants. See terms, check it out for yourself. Discover.com slash match. Have a great weekend, everybody. Look forward to talking to you on Monday. Again, our thanks to King's Hawaiian. Wonderful partners. Have a safe weekend. We'll talk to you Monday. One more item before we send you into the weekend. Simply Safe Home Security 24-7 Live Guard Protection made possible by the new Smart Alarm Wireless Indoor Camera available with Fast Protect Monitoring Plan. They want to help stop crime in real time. Let's say somebody breaks in. What happens? Simply Safe's professional monitoring agents can actually see, speak to, and tell the intruder it'd be wise of you to leave. Simply Safe's new Smart Alarm Wireless Indoor Camera. They will have a built-in siren there to stop the intruder. They're going to hear that alarm. It has a, a physical privacy shutter to provide protection when you need it. Privacy when you need it the most. 24 7, they're there for you. And you can set it up yourself, less than uh, 30 minutes, or have a Simply Safe expert come in and do it for you. For a limited time, get 20% off your new system when you sign up for fast protect monitoring. Visit simplysafedan.com. And remember, there's no safe like Simply Safe.
0: This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History